Welcome back to the Brianna Approved Podcast. We are on episode 46 and we're doing a solo podcast because I forgot how much I missed them. And in today's episode, we are talking about emotional support. So um, I'm going to discuss this idea of emotional residue and why things just feel off sometimes. I'm also going to get into different categories of what emotional support looks like from an herbal perspective. And then the botanical brie section of the show, I will be focusing on one of my favorite herbs uh, for all things emotional and nervous system support, which is wood bentony. I'm not sure if many of you have heard about that. And then lastly, I'm going to actually close off the show with four tips to help you reframe your mind when you feel like you are going through some emotional turmoil. So let's get into the fun fact of the day while I sip cafe. Did you know research suggests that the nervous system can actually pick up on chemical signals in a physical space that can ultimately have something to do with the feeling of something being a good or bad vibe? So this phenomenon is actually known as emotional residue, which looks into how an environment, so like a room that you're in or a space that you're physically in, contains leftover evidence of previous emotions. So emotional residue is what it's called. So you know sometimes you just like walk in somewhere and something feels off or feels like it's not right. Or maybe you've just walked into a room after somebody had like a huge fight and you're like, oh my God, I could cut the tension in this room right now. You can like quite literally feel that. So this is apparently due to this phenomenon known as emotional residue. And so this can go into a little bit like subconsciously picking up on, you know, facial expressions and vocal tones, uh, but also apparently it goes into the brain's ability to cognitively process a bunch of these different sensory inputs, which ultimately helps us come to a conclusion. And so it turns out that these chemo signals is kind of what they're called. So like chemical signals, right, are present in sweat and tears, and then they can remain in this surrounding environment. And there have been several experiments that have sort of described this like human response that we have to these signals, even when there is no longer the original source of the signal. So like after the, you know, tears have gone, this is a little bit as as why pheromones work too. So like smelling things, um, you know, like body odor, sweat, tears, all of that kind of stuff. So, you know, we already know that emotions are contagious, emotional contagion. I've talked about this before, but uh, potentially this idea that emotions can infect or positively influence the environment that you're in, even after that producer of that emotion has physically moved out of the new location. So the next time you walk in somewhere and you feel like something's a little off, check in with the emotional residue. All right, gang, now it's the time for our botanical brie section. And we are going to be talking about one of my absolute favorite herbs, wood bentony, but I also want to discuss a little bit how to start to differentiate which herb I might need for what emotional category I am currently in. 
Um, and a quote that I actually really like is by somebody who was on the podcast, Dr. Melanie Joy. Make sure you go back and listen to that episode. But she says that dis-ease is disconnection and healing is reconnection. And I think that's just a really eloquent, beautiful way to talk about how easy it is to become disconnected to listening to our body, to sitting with what maybe feels uncomfortable to us, or even just being honest about where we've ignored the pathways or the little pebbles, if you will, that have been kind of getting thrown at us or building up over time that we're just like, I'll deal with that later. So when we're talking about emotional herbal support, there are a couple of different categories. So for example, if you are emotionally feeling fatigued and exhausted, for this kind of emotional support, you might need to look at adaptogens and look at what's going on with the adrenals and take more of a tonic approach. So tonic meaning that you're going to be in a long-term relationship with them. You're going to be taking them for a very long time. And the goal with tonics, especially if you're fatigued and exhausted, is that you want to build up energetic strength and resilience. And ultimately you're kind of supporting the nervous system. And this is where you're going to use some nervines and of course some adaptogens, things that can be restorative and also nutritive in nature, right? So quite literally like helping to heal frayed nerves. So things like milky oats, uh, licorice, ginseng, eleuthero, chaga, those can all be really beneficial for that. Now, if you are in an area of your life where you need maybe more support because you're going through some grief or sadness or heartache, right? You maybe need like a bit more mothering to yourself. You feel like you just like need a hug. You need more gentleness. This is where you can lean into herbs that are going to work not only on, you know, the physical heart, but also the emotional heart. So things like linden and motherwort can be really nice. Lavender and rose. So even just like spraying rose water, hawthorn, albizia, lemon balm, and then vetiver, which is one of my newest, most favorite essential oils can be really good for kind of just like giving you that emotional support for that, you know, heart and, you know, from a Chinese medicine standpoint, you know, our Shen, which we know is kind of like our spirit. Now, if you are feeling like there's some kind of like trauma that you're working through, this can manifest in our throat chakra. So I actually had Tina Yang, Dr. Tina Yang on this podcast, who was one of my original acupuncturists when I lived out in California. And she taught me a lot about this definitely go back and listen to that episode because she's amazing and just a wealth of knowledge. But this idea of our throat chakra, right? So where in your life are you actually not speaking your truth? And I remember I was actually in a session with her and I was clearing my throat a lot, being like, doing that a lot. And she was like, where aren't you speaking your truth? And anybody who knows me knows I'm pretty loud and sassy. And I I think I I say what I want to say. And she was like, no, I'm not talking about being loud. I'm talking about like really being honest with yourself and saying what you want to say. And maybe, you know, like not being fearful of speaking out or putting a boundary up. So something to think about. Um, Sometimes this can also manifest as thyroid imbalances, again, particularly that throat chakra area. But I mean, from an emotional point, if you feel like you're not being heard, if you're fearful of speaking out and speaking up, um, if you feel like maybe your voice isn't valued and important, this might mean that you actually need to support the throat chakra, thyroid stuff, but also your vagus nerve, right? So 
Uh, from a vagus nerve perspective, you can do things like singing and gargling and humming, uh, even screaming, doing some psychological sighs, like a deep sigh out. Those are all things that can stretch the vocal cord. And then from an herbal perspective, you can use things like lemon balm and yarrow, can be really energetically calming and strengthening, but also provide some protection. Um, if you're feeling anger or resentment, this, uh, maybe even disappointment, this can kind of be seen as like fiery emotions, which many times manifest as liver imbalances. And this can look like symptoms of inflammation. So maybe you've recently had some skin issues, heartburn, red itchy eyes, you have a lot of headaches going on. And this might look like we want to support the liver a little bit more and cool the liver, right? So dandelion, burdock, bitters. Everybody knows how much I love bitters. Uh, artichoke leaf. So these are all energetically cooling. So those can be helpful, again, if you feel like you are needing emotional support in that way. Now, if you are feeling loneliness or you're not feeling seen, you feel really small and alone or like overlooked and you are feeling not connected and you need something that's going to give you a little bit more power. So things that can work on the on an emotional tonic level. So, uh, you know, supporting the hormones secondarily as well. Emotional tonics, working on the limbic emotional brain. Things like holy basil can be really nice, frankincense, uh, rosemary. And then last two categories, if you're feeling like displaced or ungrounded, Wood bentony falls into this category, so we will be talking about that in a minute. But if you just recently feel like, you know, maybe you're unsettled in your life, you're not feeling grounded, you feel like the ground has literally fallen out beneath you, the rug was pulled out, right? Um, this can take a lot of energy to rebuild that foundation and to rebuild that feeling of security. So to try and use more herbs that are grounding and stabilizing, think about herbs as well, particularly that um, are very strong that have a lot of strong medicinal benefits in the roots. So things like, you know, ashwagandha, kava can be really nice, but also things like wood bentony, linden, ginger, chamomile. Again, these are like really solid. They're rooted, you know, they're stable kind of, you know, herbs. Uh, so those can be nice if you're feeling that. And then Lastly, if you are emotionally, physically, spiritually feeling like depleted, and again, you're like your nervous system is just fried, you really need to take an approach that is nutritive in nature. So it has a lot of those trace minerals and vitamins um, that can support the nervous system, but also support the HPA axis. They can kind of help rebuild. They can be tonic in nature, uh, very nutritive. So, you know, chlorella, you can think about milky oats, alfalfa, nettles is really nice, horsetail, and then even rhodiola. So those are just some categories to think about before you just jump into any random herb. You have to think about what is the kind of emotional support I need right now? Am I feeling fatigued and exhausted? Is it more um, sadness and heartache? Am I feeling more anger and resentment? Do I just feel totally wiped out? And that's how you can kind of start to choose. So now let's get into good old wood bentony. So this is an amazing nervine. It is calming. It's sedative. It can really do wonders for strengthening the nervous system. 
and it's actually a part of the mint family. So some of the constituents that are in here, so there's things like, you know, tannins and there's choline in here, there's alkaloids, there's some volatile oils. So things that can also be really beneficial from a digestive standpoint and for working on stagnation potentially in the body. So we always want to think about constituents and then also taste and energetics of herbs. This is really important for how herbs work in the body and why certain herbs don't work on everybody. So from a taste standpoint, wood bentony, again, it's one of those aromatic herbs that's in that mint family. So it can be uh, astringent in nature, which is, is nice and can be a little bit bitter and sweet. And then energetically, it is cooling, drying, and then has a little bit of warming properties, which we'll talk about what that can manifest as and why that's important. It was actually historically considered this universal remedy or a panacea, if you will, for a wide variety of stuff going on. So people who were really stressed out, if they had a lot of tension, if they had headaches that they experienced a a lot. And there was an old Italian proverb that said, sell your coat and buy bentany, which kind of, you know elucidates the idea that bentony was more valuable than clothing at the time because it has worked on so many things in the body. And so again, it mostly falls into the category as a nervine, which we've talked about before here on the podcast of that idea of like, oh man, I'm, I feel like I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. This person's getting on my nerves, right? Like you feel that tension and we all experience that differently, but it's also really grounding and restorative. So very nice for somebody who maybe has a lot of nervous exhaustion. They've got a lot of anxiety going on. Maybe that's manifesting as poor mood. They're not sleeping well. Uh, They feel kind of like manic and hysterical in nature, right? And again, because it's both bitter and sweet, uh, it has this really like vanilla-like sweetness. The bitterness is also really nice as a digestive tonic, which we'll talk about in a minute. But, you know, think about when you have kind of emotional turmoil going on and you're like, oh my God, I can't stomach this. I can't digest that right now. Sometimes that manifests as stomach stuff. So again, because we're not in that parasympathetic rest digest state, uh, digestion can secondarily take a toll when we are stressed out. And then that can cause a whole other host of problems. It's really nice um, for, again, anything kind of nervous system burnout related. So if we are having a lot of emotional aspects of stress, right? It can be very calming. Uh, it can also soothe physical aspects of stress, right? So when we think about stress, there are that that emotional stuff. So does that manifest for you as anxiety, depression, fear, worry, panic, or if you're having physical aspects of stress. Again, because this all relates back to the nervous system. So are you having, you know, muscular tension? Are your muscles getting really tight and stiff? Are you having pain? Are you having headaches? These are all things to really pay attention to. Some of its properties do include antispasmatics, so making it good for digestion, and analgesic, so pain relieving on some level. And there's a lot of research for bentony, particularly for headaches and muscle spasms. And again, it can kind of, you know, ease discomfort if there is that tension or distress. Again, particularly indicated for emotional and mental trauma, if that is how you're choosing to deal with it, like maybe by disassociating. And because it's mildly bitter and astringent, it does have a really nice tonic effect on the digestive system. I'm always a fan of anything bitter in nature because, you know, I I don't think we get enough of that in the diet. 
Now, there's a lot of herbalists who talk about wood bentony and its affinity for influencing the solar plexus. So this is a little hippy-dippy woo-woo. If you're not into this, you can fast forward over it. But it is interesting to think about because the solar plexus is kind of the center that is attached to our emotions and to things that we're passionate about, our feelings, our gut feelings. And it plays a really important role in our nerves and the entire nervous system, including kind of nerve activity within the brain. So it's known as your third chakra, and it's about four fingers below your navel. And this is kind of where your power and self-confidence comes from. But it's also, again, from a less woo-woo standpoint, that's also where the digestive system and the diaphragm kind of sits. So when the solar plexus is balanced, a person can experience confidence and they feel self-motivated. They have this sense of purpose. But when it's out of alignment, they may have digestive issues arise or they might have emotional problems, right? They maybe don't they don't trust themselves as much or they worry a lot. And so again, it's interesting because the belly-brain connection is within this third chakra, also known as our enteric nervous system. So the gut-brain axis or those gut instincts. So it does make sense like when you start to feel ungrounded in some level or you feel kind of dispersed or what have you, you might feel like you're not trusting your gut instincts or you've kind of lost some confidence in this zest for life. And so wood bentney is really good for that kind of person because generally when you're feeling that way, you're having a lot of those secondary collateral damage aspects of nervous system dysregulation. So again, emotionally feeling thrown off, physically feeling you know, beaten down. And so it's really important for the psychological aspect and the emotional aspect of balancing the third chakra and being very grounding in that sense. And this chakra in general, it's associated with our stomach and our liver and our pancreas. So again, people who feel overwhelmed and stressed, they can many times feel this in their stomach. They get actually stomach pains, they get ulcers, they get indigestion. So it's very strengthening and a calming herb and very much so used for GI issues that are caused by nervous tension and emotional emotional difficulties. So it can be very good. It can be slightly stimulating for the digestive system and sort of soothing some of that emotional distress that is contributed to those issues. Another really popular mechanism for wood bentony is its association with the head. So a lot of herbalists will talk about wood bentony, particularly for people who are overthinkers, right? And so this kind of all tracks for how it's all sort of connected with the gut stuff going on, feeling ungrounded, feeling displaced, having GI issues, upset, nervous tummy, so on and so forth. And so if somebody is kind of, uh, when they're stressed, they kind of get stuck in their head, they can't stop thinking, they overanalyze everything, they can't relax, they are just like mentally overexerting themselves, which then subsequently leads to exhaustion, wood bentony might be the herb for you. So this also might manifest as migraines. So if you are somebody who gets stress headaches, tension headaches, wood bentony is really good for that kind of headache or migraine. You can also mix that with something like rosemary and feverview and skullcap for nervous headaches and migraines. But again, really good for um, just 
head affinity stuff in general. So if you have sinus issues going on, poor blood flow, blood pressure stuff can be really good for that. Again, because it is antispasmatic in nature, can also be good for menstrual cramps. If you got a lot of period pain going on, frazzled emotions during your menstruation, bloating, digestive issues, soreness, insomnia, headaches, really good herb to lean into during the menstrual cycle. And again, uh, it works really well with herbs like chamomile because it's really gentle, but very powerful in nature. Again, it's got those bitter properties. Um, A lot of people can use it for, you know, colicky type symptoms. And because it is a bit astringent in nature, it can also be good for diarrhea. So think like, you know, nervous sort of stomach stuff going on. And again, uh, because it can be energetically warming and slightly cooling, it can calm and cool down somebody who is very agitated, emotionally distressed, their nerves are like fried. But in the same sense, it can stimulate and strengthen the body. So energetically, it can kind of warm that emotional heart. And again, from a taste profile, since it is bitter, bitters generally tend to be a bit cooling. So it can clear some heat and eliminate signs of excess heat in the body. But because it's also mildly sweet, it can be strengthening in nature. So really, really good for just bringing back the body into balance. Again, particularly for nervous system stuff. If you're feeling stressed, muscle spasms, you got a lot of that going on. Uh, you know, from a ceremonial standpoint, they used to drink wood bentony for protection and for feeling grounded. The flower essence of wood bentony has been really good for, you know, soothing anxiety and for uh, being able to foster energetic protection. So again, if your mind's kind of running around in circles, you can't sleep, really good for circular thinking, really nice to have at nighttime before bed. So you could have bentony by itself or you can combine it with some other nervines, again, like, um, chamomile or even St. John's. And you can use it fresh or dried. You can get it in a tincture. I like to get the whole herb itself. I order that from Mountain Rose Herbs and I just make a nice herbal tea with that. So the more you know about wood bentony, I hope you all enjoy that and try it out. Okay. So lastly, I want to close out the show with four little tips mantras, if you will. You know, I like the bumper sticker version of ways to kind of work on the mind. And so there's a really great book that I have been reading recently called The Inner Work. I would suggest you go to Amazon and order this effective immediately. But this is, these four tips are are from this book and I wanted to share it with everybody because it's been really helpful for me and I think it goes well with the topic of this show. So number one, Our struggles are our greatest teachers, right? This is something that I think is really important to remind ourselves when we are feeling like in a place in our lives where we didn't necessarily want or ask for this struggle or trying to level up. So struggles in general, right? They are always giving us opportunities to grow and to realign and to release things that don't serve us anymore, but they mostly give us opportunities to expand. And so in the book, they say, like sandpaper to wood, our challenges can soften the soul if we allow it, right? So in every single kind of painful emotional experience that you're going through, it's also a really nice time to reflect and be introspective and ask ourselves, what can I learn from this? You know, what do I need to let go of? What part am 
I playing in this? I always say change happens when you're tired of your own bullshit. Where in my life am I forcing things that I really need to kind of let go of? Where am I limiting myself? So, you know, all obstacles are just temporary moments of realignment. So that's one little mantra you can tell yourself. Our struggles are our greatest teachers and all obstacles are temporary moments of realignment. Number two, to feel is to heal. You've probably also heard this as like what you resist persists, but I would encourage everybody to try and actually sit in their discomfort. So whatever is coming up for you, it's I think human nature to want to run to want to run away from it and not be in the stillness and like God forbid we just let our our minds kind of, you know, have this moment of, oh my God, I'm not super occupied or doing a thousand things. But, you know, in the silence is actually where you find most of the answers. And so your discomfort many times, that discomfort, whether that's sitting in silence, being with yourself, not running away, not falling into bad habits, your discomfort is the doorway to freedom. Your healing is always on the other side of leaning into that. And I would even suggest to stop thinking so much. I know for myself, I'm very analytical. I love getting to the root cause of things. It's how I practice functional medicine. It's how my brain works. But, you know, that works in certain areas of your life. It doesn't always work when we're dealing with emotional stuff. Thinking doesn't always solve your problems. Sometimes, again, you have to sit there in the silence because that's where the answers are. And as the saying goes, the quieter you become, the more you can hear. And you also have the option to say to yourself, like, listen, don't, I don't need to believe everything that I think. I'm not my thoughts. So sit there and actually feel what you need to feel in order to heal. That is number two. Number three, this one is so important. I've been practicing this for probably 10 plus years now, uh, paying attention to the quality of your inner dialogue. So watching your thoughts, watch them quite literally, like watch all the crazy thoughts, like that are coming through your mind and then consciously choose them. So your mind, it's helpful to think of it like a child. It doesn't really know any better. It's a kid, right? It doesn't have a lot of training yet or experiences or what have you, or the experience that it does have, it likes to repeat them and become habitual. So it ultimately, your mind is doing what it believes will be helpful to survival, Or you can think of your mind like a machine that just kind of came with a a set program on it that is just automatically installed on the machine or the laptop or whatever analogy you want to use. And it doesn't really have like the ability to tell if the programs or the softwares that were already pre-installed are good or bad. Just like when you get a virus on your computer, your computer doesn't really question it. It's like, oh, this was given to me, so I guess I'll just integrate this now. So your mind has to become aware of what's actually being programmed or what we are allowing to install. And then that allows us to choose to accept something or to not. So pay attention to the quality of your inner dialogue, watch your thoughts, and then consciously choose them as either saying like, yeah, this is serving me or it's not, or this is just a feeling and not a fact. And then lastly, consciously choosing your reaction. This one is really important because it requires you to be intentional and actually take a moment to pause or 
I'm kind of a visual person. Like I like to envision a semicolon because sometimes I think when we do a full stop, we're like, oh my God, am I not making progress anymore? Am I a failure? So semicolon, whatever's happening, right? And in every single moment, there is always a space between the situation that is occurring and then how you respond. So think about the situation being on the left and your response on the right. And then in the middle, you can either react or you can respond. So you can unconsciously react. And this is generally when we repeat past behaviors, which are self-limiting beliefs, old narratives, things, programs that were just installed on the software that we didn't ask for, or you can respond consciously in a new way. So you get to choose, again, in between that space between the situation and the response, you get to consciously respond in a new way or unconsciously react. So pause for a minute and ask yourself, am I responding or am I reacting? And then respond consciously. So those are my four little tips. That is my spiel on emotional support for today. I will probably continue to do a couple more episodes on herbs that I think can be beneficial individually for other, you know, emotional aspects. But in the meantime, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Please continue to subscribe and share the podcast and leave a review. It really helps. And thanks for being Brianna approved fans for as long as you have. I hope you all have a lovely day and I'll See you next episode. Ciao. Ba da ba ba da ba. Mew.